<laughs> okay, one more time. All right. I'm April White. And I'm Christopher Tompkins. And you're on the line with the Hype Buster. Welcome. Ready for some real talk on strategic communication? You're in the right place. Oh, well, welcome everybody to another episode of, um, oh yeah, Hype Busters. Are you pretending not to remember the name of our show? Yeah. Why are you doing that? Because I'm just being me. You know what I mean? Sometimes Chris just got to be Chris. Bird's got to fly. Fish got to sing or whatever the hell it is. Okay. All right. Well, that was a was a very weird welcome. Well, hey, welcome, everybody. There's April and it's Chris. How you doing? <laughs> Chris, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's been um, it's been really great. We're get, I, I, the one thing that's really funny is that I didn't know. Well, maybe it's not funny. Who cares? Uh, you be the judge. I didn't know. I didn't remember it was June. I didn't remember it was summer. What did you think it was? I don't know when I thought it was. Spring kind of like shot out summer so fast that I didn't know it was coming. It was like spring had the runs. And it's like, I didn't know that I was going to be like, like shot directly into like the warm heart of summer. Cause it, in Florida, I really hope like, nobody it, here is, is eating and listening to the podcast. This is terrible. Oh, and if you are, hopefully it's a manwich, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, but like, um, spring and summer, like it's, it's, it's like, I'm walking all of, and I was walking around and, and all of our neighbors are extremely conversational um at 7 30 in the morning when i'm walking her sweating my ass off and they're just like oh she must be so warm because she's a furry dog and she doesn't right. the air the long hair actually aerates her so she keeps cooler and insulates her and um so i'm talking to them about that and, and i'm just like oh, god i can't believe it got warm so quickly and they're like, well chris it is like almost mid-june and i'm like mid-june damn like i need to wake <laughs> up and live my life I had no idea. So, and and literally, I'm like, I'm like, you're definitely my, working too hard. I have to be. I'm looking at my yeah. DVR, and I'm like, why are none of my shows on here? Because it's hiatus. It's summer hiatus. Like none of my shows are in season. So, so summer it, just yeah, it just happened while you were asleep. Yeah, I, like I woke up, and it's like whole new world and. So yeah. anyway, I was very shocked by the the announcement of summer. I was late to the game, uh, many many weeks late, but. Um, I'm now looking at um, only a month and a half to our RV trip, which I'm really looking forward to. That's exciting. Um, So we're going to go, basically, we're going to make our way to Vermont over Mm -hmm. a series of days. We're going to stop in like Tennessee. We're going to stop in Pittsburgh. We're going to stop in Massachusetts Then ends up in Vermont, stay there for a little while. And then on our way back, hit Boston, DC, and Savannah. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it because it's I've never done a RV trip of that length. And also I've never had all of out amongst people in cities oh. because there's not real a real major city here. I mean, there's like there's city-esque things here, but they're all very it's it's fairly small. I mean, Tampa is like a like a drive-through. I mean, it's downtown Tampa is not like a metropolitan universe. Like it's not not compared to Williams. Oh, Oh my God, that th- that is actually Metropolis. For people that didn't know, um, the Metropolis and the Superman um, comic books was modeled after Williams. Wait, is that true? No. <laughs> Let me check factor, factor crap on my phone. <laughs> you made me laugh so hard I hit my teeth on the microphone. <laughs> oh my God. See? Chris, uh, listen to Hype Buster. So funny, you'll bust your teeth out of your <laughs> How's this week? How's the past week been for you? You obviously know it's summer. Good. Well, I, so I had, uh, I think I told you that it was a very, very busy week in my teeny itty bitty town of Williams because it was the car show. People from all over came and brought their, their super old fixed up neato cars. Oh, like a car cruise. Yeah. And then they parked them along, Mm -hmm. you know, the whole street. Everything's blocked off. You could barely drive through. It was like, traffic of Times Square walking around. It was insane. And everyone was parked in little um, camping chairs along the sidewalk for blocks, right? To watch all the cars go by and sit by their cars and answer questions and blah, blah, blah. So I worked at my store this weekend knowing it was going to be insane. And I had somebody that decided to camp right outside my door who also decided that 
drinking alcohol profusely from 9am on was definitely the way the the day was going to go. And so by about one o'clock, every time a car came by that you liked, he's like, whoa, oh yeah. Like it was like this like horrible, horrible screaming. And then he would scream every time he heard some music down the street that he liked just random phrases. So suddenly it'd be like, sweet home Alabama, like just out of nowhere. I had to work in the store and I have this in the background. So I decided to blare Ani DeFranco <laughs> and some other girl music <laughs> to try to drown him out and also make him a little bit angry. So maybe he would leave, but it didn't work. It didn't work. Ani didn't, didn't anger work. him enough. It just fed his anger. I don't know that it fed his anger. I just think he was so drunk he was oblivious. He didn't know. Yeah. I don't think it was even, I don't think it even occurred to him. I think his, his, you know, his awareness of anything about himself was just nil, completely missing. Well, just to feel like a kinship to this gentleman, uh, (laughs) um, one year, uh, it was probably about 10 years ago, maybe more. I was making Thanksgiving dinner and I love the Thanksgiving Macy's Day Parade. I like watching it just as part of tradition. So I taped it and I watched it later and it was an extremely stressful family year that year. And I was drinking a little bit too much to cope with it throughout the meal at the end. So at the very end, I was watching the Macy's Parade like that guy. Stupid! Motor stupid! Look at stupid! Oh my God! Demi Lovato singing! What's the song? Summer! 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 Yeah! <laughs> I feel like kingship and poor Dale was just like he's like is this how we're supposed to like, is this how we're supposed to be watching this like, oh my god happening did you actually get some business out of it or is that yeah it was busy good it was really busy good. yeah no so it all it all you know it, it it evened out the experience but yeah boy I was I was very happy when he did not park there again on Saturday oh yeah I don't maybe he didn't uh did he make it on Saturday? Probably not. Yeah. Say so maybe not. No, I don't know where he ended up. In a gutter somewhere, probably. Yeah. I mean, come on. Why not? <laughs> He's probably dead. See him on a newsflash. <laughs> All right. Enough of our morose reality. <clears throat> so the first story on our list is about yes. Meta once again. Yeah. And that's in our breaking news section starting now. <laughs> Facing a large fine. For breaching children's privacy on Instagram. Whoops. So, Faith. <laughs> like Meta slipped on Instagram, slipped on a banana or something. Yeah. So, 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 uh, Meta, Meta platforms. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I got to recompose here. Please, please. Come on. I want, I want to, I want to hear the rest of the story from the okay. Irish Times. Okay. So, Meta. Well, I can't do an Irish accent unless you want to. Don't do that. I think that would be completely racist. <laughs> okay. Okay. The Meta Platforms is facing a potentially large fine for violating children's privacy on its Instagram service. Months after the company set aside hundreds of millions of euro to cover the cost of regulatory inquiries. And so the proposed fine from the Irish data regulator, Helen Dixon, is the first relating to breaches of children's data rights and a cross-border investigation since she took on the pan-European powers in 2018 to enforce the EU's new privacy regime. I'm trying to figure out what exactly they did in regards to children. Well, this is kind of, I, it, what they're trying to do is they're trying to add um, more privacy <clears throat> into content sharing as well as the accounts. Kind of think about it in terms, they mentioned this later in this article. It's not at the top of the article, it's at the bottom of the article. And it's uh, GD, GDPR. <laughs> and GDPR is, it was like the big oh, movement see. for email privacy. And that was like a major, major move that they made in Europe that actually kind of carried over to the rest of the world in, in mm-hmm. some way, shape, or form. Because before you used to be able to just grab an email list from freaking anywhere, an email, no problem, and you wouldn't get wouldn't have any issues. But now there's lots of regulation. So those regulations, as they were successful, are now being put over into social media, and they are deciding to focus on the kids first, which I don't think is a bad idea. No, it seems it seems to make sense, but um. I, this is interesting. It's the first probably means that they'll be able to correct this and then get it right across the board, hopefully. So there's not more of these infractions. Yeah. And I, I this obviously, because if they hit Instagram, it's going to go into WhatsApp. It's going to go into Facebook because mm-hmm. they're all Facebook entities or meta yeah. entities, whatever the hell we're calling it today. And then um, 
So I, I, I feel like this is all good, good stuff. I, I think that that's yeah. a really good thing. And I think that it's nice to see that the, well, I don't know if Irish people would, would want to be called European, but well, no, because some people get really offended when you lump them into Europe, England, especially, but these guys are making much bigger waves in certain areas than we are in North America. So it's good to see. Yep. And it looks like concerns of the processing of certain personal data of children, in particular relating to the operation by children of business accounts. Okay. I, I think I understand roughly what was going well, on. Well, I'm glad that you do. Um, and, you know, now that you know that learning is power and, you know, it's one to grow on. So next up is one of, a, big, a big story for you. Yeah, I guess so. So Apple's iOS 16 offers mixed blessings for marketers. Oh, I'm a marketer too. Yep. Apple this week unveiled its next generation of software for its devices, including changes that will affect the way marketers interact with consumers on mobile. The tech giant previewed the coming updates to the software for devices, including the iPhone, at its worldwide developers conference. There had been speculation that Apple would use their, the yearly event as an occasion to introduce a wearable device, a headset for viewing augmented reality imagery. The company for years has touted the promise of AR tech to transform how people interact with f- their physical surroundings and with each other. Instead, the only hardware on display were new versions of its MacBook laptops powered by its faster M2 chip. More consequential for marketers are changes to the iPhone's lock screen, new services for Apple Pay, more privacy restrictions, and tweaks to ad breaks and video streams that people co-watch and share play. Ooh, I mean, this is uh, quite a bummer from a PR perspective for them to not have. I mean, but it's also it also shows that you can't PR things that aren't notable, right? So they're out there making these plays for, okay, this is, you know, new services for Apple Pay and iPhone's lock screen. Like those are not innovative enough to be actual news stories, right? Uh And so what they're showing is that that you actually have to be innovating and doing something amazing to be trustworthy, even if you're Apple, even Apple, <laughs> even Apple doesn't get their shit together. And yeah. you know, what's really interesting though. I saw something that was better than this. And I'm, I'm surprised that it doesn't really mention in this article is the Apple credit cards. Um, I saw, I was, I was seeing them and retargeting ads that were being served to me for some reason. I don't know. I I must've bought a Mac recently for the company or the agency or something. And um, it's like literally Apple branded credit card. So I don't know if it's (laughs) some sort of, I, I, what I'm guessing is it's tied to, it's kind of like, you know, if you've got a target card, you can get a target card and the target cards, a debit, it's tied to your debit account, not Mm -hmm. to your bank account. If that yeah. makes sense or whatever. So you can't use it like everywhere. You have to use it at Target and it's just as a debit card with, with bonuses and stuff. And I think that the Apple one's the same deal, but I don't know. I, I find like all of the stuff in this article in this release very much like, eh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty boring, but yeah, I, I, what I do think is interesting is, is a lot of times you say, okay, if you're a big company, everything you do is newsworthy. And uh, I think they just proved that that's not true. Yeah. It's a pretty, uh, iOS 16. It's also a little alarming for Apple. It's like, what are they doing? They're doing something that I'm not fully aware of because I I stopped trying to follow some news for a little bit because I'm so behind on many projects. But um, their new MacBooks coming out and there's a big release on it. There's something big that's Hmm. happening with that. There's a big upgrade. Of course, I'm going to buy one. But like, it's uh, I don't know what what it's going to be. But you have to have it anyway. Well, I want it because the current MacBook that I have, I have a MacBook Pro, and I think it's not this series as the series before, will burn a hole through my leg if I work on it for more than an hour. Like, literally, right now, I'm surprised I don't smell like plastic sizzling. Um, It's so hot. Huh. Yeah, that's not what you want on your lap. No. (laughs) Exactly. It's going to render me infertile. I love that you're actually using your laptop on your lap. Like yeah, exactly. as, God, as God intended. Yeah, that's what, that's what God Most intended. of us don't do that. So the next story that we have is one that April was really enthusiastic about, but I'll take, which was <laughs> Amazon's newest ads team is Facebook's worst nightmare. Whoa. Okay, how long do we think it was going to take 
for Amazon to figure out how to do advertising in a way that was attractive to advertisers. The number one thing that happens with clients that I deal with that have products are that they think about Facebook ads before they think about Amazon ads. And the reason why is because they feel like Amazon ads are going to be way too expensive because Amazon takes so much of the percentage of their sale of their products already. So they're thinking, oh, I'll do Facebook ads and then I'll drive traffic to my own website and sell my own product and I'll be a millionaire. Amazon still has more power than you, dude. So it's going to take a lot of money to get there. Mm. So the bar, the barrier of entry, I think, is pretty high. But now the e-commerce giant is starting a new local ads division that could be a boon to small businesses and a blow to competitors, if you will. Not my words. Um, but Amazon's burgeoning ad business is already ranking in tens of millions of dollars um, annually. And it looks like the numbers are about to get bigger. The e-commerce giant has begun quietly hiring for roles in a newly created local ads team, a move that would likely rankle some of its biggest competitors, Facebook, Google. Um, so this is a big undertaking for Amazon um, because mm -hmm. I do feel like the learning curve is a little steep for their ad platform. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's a little different than what the social media ads are like, but these are going to, Amazon says it's going to target smaller local advertisers with this new department that they're creating around ads. And it's trying to, it's Amazon's move to court the millions of small businesses that are still standing on shaky ground in the post pandemic. And it's also a shot to blow their competitors out of the water like Facebook and Google. So they're trying to get this local ads team to help local businesses and small businesses really kind of up their ante and up their game and survive, but also take all of the money that they'd be invested into Facebook ads and Google ads to them. Hmm. And these local businesses do spend a lot of money in those two lanes. I mean, Google ads are not cheap and Facebook ads are not cheap if you want lots of results. So yeah, have you ever had a client that was um, advertising on Amazon or asked you about Amazon advertising, April? I'm sure that we've had them advertising on it. Usually they don't ask us. It's a little bit outside of our current wheelhouse, although we're working to, to change that by adding those services. So it could happen. It hasn't yet. It's something that I've, I've started adding into my conversations with clients because nice. they are, well, the thing is this, I think that if you're, if you're going to be selling products, uh oh, hype busting time. If you want to sell products, it, Facebook is not going to be the only hole that you want to like plant your seeds into. You have to do more than that. Like, and here's the thing: if you're if you're advertising on Facebook, you should never advertise your listings on Amazon on Facebook. That's like the worst thing that you can do, because the traffic that Facebook sends tends to be unqualified some of the time. So people bounce off of your listing on Amazon really quickly, which shows Amazon that no one gives a about you. So mm. they start moving you down in the results. So that's a bad move. So a lot of companies to circumvent that will do either a holding page to get the information to send them through to the Amazon via email or to sell something directly on their own site. The problem is they get to the site and then what they do is they copy and paste the, the title of the product, go to Amazon, paste it into the window, and then it gets there tomorrow and it's $10 cheaper. Hmm. So it's a problem. So what they're doing here is they're saying, hey, if that's the case, they're already going to buy with us. Here, we'll right. help you. We'll help you out a little bit. I think it's a good move. I don't. I don't want everything yeah. on Amazon though. Yeah. No, it's a little. It's a little spooky. It's like the movie Wally. Um, Award-winning movie Wally that April. April actually. Wally. Wally. <laughs> and, you, and you have that. You still do you still have that um, that Wally tattoo? I don't have any tattoos. Oh, okay. Thought you did. That was cheaper. I can't remember. But the um, okay. Okay. So shall we, shall we move on to point counterpoint? Absolutely. What, what do you want to cover first? Dark social. Mm. What, what, what every PR professional needs to know. Yep. Dark social, just for people that aren't familiar with it, it's kind of like Baywatch nights. <laughs> I'll just leave that there. So, or, or everyone, you can, you can go to your uh, IMDb and figure that out. So PR news says dark social. Don't worry that you're unfamiliar with that term. You're not alone. However, Research shows that most PR content is shared and talked about with dark social channels. We just can't see it. On the other hand, dark social's lack of visibility should not deter PR pros' interest in it. Platforms like Meta, Twitter, Pinterest, and Reddit share data relating to how people are engaging with content. They're, quote, open social platforms. In contrast, 
dark social channels withhold such information. Activity occurs behind closed doors, often amongst carefully curated groups of friends, families, and colleagues. For example, if you shared or received content via WhatsApp, Slack, WeChat, LinkedIn messages, or Meta Messenger, you have used a dark social platform. And don't forget email and text messaging. You probably also use a dark social platform in the last 30 minutes. So anyway, they go on to say the opportunity for PR is that basically, you know, we've long accepted the appearance of media coverage as the beginning of a story, not the end. And that PR is adept at tracking reaction across social media under the impression that they're seeing the full picture, but they're not. So that's interesting. So they're, they're trying to say that there's, you know, a way of, of figuring this out. I'm not quite sure how, how you're going to track dark social. But it is interesting to think about that. Yeah, of course, there are things happening that aren't visible. Not quite sure. Yeah, there's no solution given about how we how we track that. Let me wrap this into kind of like let's take it back. Let's take it back 30 years. This is like water cooler talk. This is um, yeah conversations behind closed doors. This is secrets. This is one on one conversations. This is just a bunch of bull. I don't know. I, I don't, I like, what the f- am I supposed to do with this? Like, oh, oh, I'm going to create a shadow account and I'm going to follow your WhatsApp and I'm going to friend you. Hi, my name's Juanita. Nice boy, nice face. I mean, like, what, 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 what? So we have to catfish people to get it. Is this what they want? So I have to call Neve and the team from MTV. I mean, like, give me a break. I, this is, this is, I hate this story. <laughs> I hate it. Tell I hate us it how you really feel, Chris. No, I hate it because it's like no shit. But there's no, you yeah. can't do everything. I, I no, mean, this, on, even I mean, you know what this reads as is like, okay, cool, we're going to just start telling people that there's more, you know, we're going to use this as a metric that you can't measure but just as another talking point, right? For mm-hmm. when you're trying to convince clients of the power of PR, it's like, well, you know, it also feeds into dark social. Oh god. Well, you can't track it cuz it's dark. Oh, but, you know, there's a metric to kind of close a deal. Hey, also, this is going to cross over to dark social. We won't know any of the numbers, but you will feel it. You can just assume, you know, that the impact is greater than what you're seeing because it's on dark social. It's it's kind of like what what the lunch ladies are talking about, what the people at the Chamber of Commerce are having after, after, after they close the doors. Like, what does that conversation look like? Oh, if I could just hack into that conversation, I'd be uh, on the lead of the chamber. Oh, like. It's like, God, it, you don't uh, have to get deeper levels of things and try to, I mean, and also dark here is obviously meaning that it's not public, right? But Right. They make it sound like it's on the dark web though. It's funny. Yeah. I, that's what I'm, that's why I think it's bull****. It's kind of like right. wrapping something around that people have a negative connotation with, with right. something that everybody uses on a daily basis to throw doubt on their use of the, the platforms. I don't know. I don't like it. Still, PR News, if you would like to be a sponsor, we're accepting a DM uh, <laughs> any sponsorship opportunities to Hypebusters at Hypebusters.org. Um, hey. So wait, what, what's our point counterpoint here? Basically, I think we both kind of agreed, but oh. yeah. Well, no, you think that there's advantages to this for a PR professional? You could use it to your advantage. I think it would be in poor taste, but you could. Yeah. And I think if I had an invisibility cloak, I could use that to my advantage too. <laughs> this is a, it's not a real, it's not a real, real deal. McNeil. So I, I, that's my counterpoint. Um, All right. Okay. Let's look at the the next one. Okay. Parents are suing Meta, um, alleging teen daughters eating disorders. It's Meta. Meta. Oh, Meta? Meta. 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 Now you're like Noonie and Noonie. Nooner. Noonie. (laughs) Noonie. You remember that skit? What is that? from, From SNL. It's like the the couple and they're Noonie and Noonie. Oh, and they, keep, oh, and they, yeah, get, yeah. they get really angry that their names are mispronounced, and they're like, "No, I'm Noonie, and he's Noonie." <laughs> and it's like so n- <laughs> they can never get it right. Well, that's how I feel about this meta 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 meta. Um, meta. It's alleging it's uh, parents sue Meta, alleging teen daughter's eating disorder stemmed from Instagram addiction. Oof. That's rough. So without reading this fully, <laughs> what do you think about this as a headline? It's definitely just clickbait. Yes. It's clickbait and it worked. I mean, I will say I can definitely imagine as a former teenager who had an eating disorder, 
if I had been raised with Instagram, I definitely think I would have, it would have contributed to that. I agree. Um, I also don't feel like eating disorders are only on the views of other people and measuring up. I think sometimes they can, they, a lot of times there's other impetuses that are hundred percent. It's yeah. not just that. You and can't, I think you can't just blame it on that. And I think that you had, if you were comparing, if it was comparative eating disorder that you had or body dysmorphia or whatever, and you were looking at Instagram, it could be, you look, you can then, I could sue teen magazine. I could sue sports illustrated swimsuit edition. I can sue Vogue. I could sue, um, the models. I could sue, you know what I mean? It's like, you can sue yeah. anybody because these are all things that are, that are out there and available. So I don't think that you can sue them for that. I think that this is, I don't know. What do you think about that? My concern? Yes. I think it's a bad precedent to set. This is, it's not taking responsibility for yourself and your own child. Mm -hmm. I don't understand as a parent of a 13 year old, why you would let her name become national news that will live with her forever. So from every, from every moment forward, anybody Googles Alexis Spence, they're going to find out she was the teenager whose parents sued King Meta, <laughs> King Meta. As re- <laughs> like, Oops. not a big fan of, of Meta. Oh, I know. And then, and then all of a sudden it's in USA Today, right? Mm-hmm. Which is where the story is. And then it's going to be everywhere. And so all of a sudden you're the parent that did that to your child. Is that responsible? I don't know. I wouldn't want to be that teenager that every job interview from now on that I'm uh-uh. anybody Googles me, I'm that girl. It's terrible. Cause then it also makes you look litigious by extension, even though you're just the daughter. Yeah. And mm. and they were also put her on good morning America as well. Seems like a play to get attention, but for what, right? Are they, what I'm wondering is, are they the puppets of some kind of, uh, you know, nonprofit or they, like, why would, what would possess somebody to do this? being paid um that's what i'm thinking but who's mm-hmm. paying them that's why i yeah, said I would, is it a, is it a non-profit is it is it somebody going after meta i i i i it could be that it could be someone going after meta and this is where our conspiracy theories come in yeah um personally i think that it's extremely irresponsible for parents to do this uh i agree I with you too. i think it's because it's 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 true And also someone that is fragile to this level that is having this issue by uh, blowing her up her spot so that everyone knows that she has this disorder. Not everyone is going to be like, Oh honey, baby, baby, baby. They're going to, they'll, they'll start like teasing her and bullying her and pigeonholing her. I mean, it's like grownups grow up and they forget that they were children. And how hard it was. Yeah. It's hard. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. I mean, thank God I was so attractive because it was like, it was such a hard, I'm kidding. Uh, I was gorgeous, but so <laughs> yeah, parent, you guys are jerks. The point in the counterpoint is that you're a jerk and I think you're more of a jerk. Okay. Let's move on to Twitter and my boyfriend. Oh my God. We have to have you cover this story. <laughs> this is so important that you cover this April. Um, For you folks who didn't know April, it had like, you know how, like when someone says they don't really like somebody. Uh, well, April really doesn't doesn't care for the muster, and um, Elon that's Musk. Not, that's not exactly true. Well, well, this is this is why you see, and if you're looking behind her, you see a door. One day, that door opened, and I saw inside of it. And do you ever see those murder shrines that people do? <laughs> she has a she has a murder shrine for Elon I Musk. Do not, I do not. I do. <laughs> she won't open not. that door and prove me wrong. But I will tell you, yeah, it's it's true. But no, no, we don't need to like share that with the authorities or anything. She's not going to do anything. Um, she's in Williams, but the, um, but <laughs> although there was a little bit of rage associated with her, our show guy, Manny DeFranco, uh, car cruise drunk guy. <laughs> I'm not a pretty girl. That is not what I do. I am no damsel in distress. <laughs> All right. We can move on. Okay. So, Twitter to provide Musk with its full fire hose of tweets. Yuck. <laughs> Did you say yuck? No, it just says, it's just like Twitter to provide Musk. And then it's like with its full fire hose. It's just like uh, taken separately. This is a very gross type headline. <laughs> okay. 
So uh, Twitter and Elon Musk saga is moving to the next uncomfortable stage with Twitter now planning to provide Musk team with its full fire hose of tweets in order to let Musk determine for himself the amount of fake and bot profiles in the app. Earlier this week, Musk's legal team filed an official statement with the SEC in which I explained that Musk will not go through with his $44 billion takeover of the company if Twitter is unable to provide evidence to support its claim that fake accounts and bots make up just 5% of its active user base. The Musk team asserts that it's critical information because Twitter relies on its reach data to maximize its core ad business. And if a significant proportion of its users are not actual real people, that materially changes the deal. So thus far, Twitter has stood by its numbers, which it says have been measured via processes that have been accepted by the SEC in the past. Now it's looking to hand over all the information that it can to Musk's team. What do you think about this, Chris? I think he's right to ask it because I think um, I, I think a high majority of Twitter is fake. What's the so, yeah. what's the, so what, what's so, the right? What happens if he finds out like twenty percent of them are fake? He's going to get them down in price. It's, he's, it's a negotiating yeah. tactic. He still knows what he wants to do with it. He, I mean, the problem with Twitter is that it was raised to be fake. I mean, of all the, like, it was the yeah. only one that was, because when you think of trolls, the number one spot I think is um, Twitter. Twitter. The second one I think is YouTube. Those are the yeah. two things I always think. And Twitter, when I'm executing Twitter campaigns for clients for the last 13 years, one of the main portions is removing fake accounts on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So in order to get account health and to get um, engagement on your accounts, you need people that are actually quality, not quantity. And we would get client accounts that they were just following a whole bunch of weird people. And you look into it and it's like big boob Sally, triple X. And then you look at it and she's never tweeted. She's an egg. She's no one. And then it's either rappers, trippers, porn stars, and they're all fake or people that have so many consonants in their name that they're unpronounceable. And it's, there's so many fake accounts. There's so many fake accounts. I mean, come on. If we look at like, if you add a celebrity into a a search, how many accounts are you going to pull up? There's so many fake ones that they had to have verified accounts because there were so many fake accounts. So you knew which was real. So I think it's a negotiation tactic. Yeah. But you think those deals will still go through, but that he's just going to get their price down. I think that's what he's going to do. But I don't know what kind of stuff they're giving them because Twitter is notoriously shady with everything and slow. They're the worst customer service. They block and kill accounts for absolutely no reason. And then you just can't get them back. And I'm sorry. That's it. You're locked out. You're in Twitter jail as it's called internally Mm -hmm. here. And it's just a bad business model. So go ahead. Have I ever told you that I have a friend whose husband lives to get put in Facebook jail? He just posted. Oh, I think so. To see what will get him into Facebook jail, and he and his friend have like an ongoing duel to figure out who can get in Facebook jail more. Uh, well, usually um, a schlong will do it. I don't think he's doing that, but um, well, if, I mean, if he wants to win. But she's been so upset by his Facebook activity, she unfriended her own husband on Facebook. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> All right. Okay, so, so you love this, right? That's your counterpoint. Yeah, I knew it. Love it. Just because your murder Hunk closet says, says yes. <laughs> That's why you showed me that um, that shed because you were going to expand. Yes, my shrine to Elon your, Musk. Your, your musky shrine. Yeah, because okay. this is you're like you're like Tesla. All right. Okay, let's move on to cash or trash. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> oh. I love that you put an extra syllable on that. Duh. Yeah. Everyone's so thirsty for me. Okay. So Taco Bell opens futuristic new location in Minnesota. Actually, look at these pictures. Wait, should we do a screen share? Yeah, we can do that. By we, I mean you. Yeah, that means me. Hold on. Apparently. Let me me close these porn windows. Okay. Let me go. (laughs) All right. Here we go. Look at this. This is the future. Yeah, touch screens, delivery from the ceiling. Touch screens, delivery <laughs> from not, the ceiling. They're not delivering from the ceiling. Yeah, the whole restaurant's up top. Really? Yeah, it's a story. Oh I saw it a few days ago on um, the national news. Um, so 
after just Talk imagine about a company actually a like creating a story by doing something newsworthy. Yeah, look at them. It's like Not the opposite Doja of Cat. Mm. Clickbait. <laughs> so, so after ordering, imagine that after ordering a Mexican pizza or a Baja Blast on your phone, you drive up to a screen at the front of one of four drive-through lanes, scan a QR code, and have your order descend from the restaurant overhead through a tubular <laughs> contraption. You've secured the bag in less than two minutes with zero human interaction. You consume the bag of meaningless calories calories that will make you no longer fit into any of your clothes. You projectile vomit out the window as you drive away from eating all of the processed, not real meat meat, and all of the baha blast. God, Taco Bell. Talk about get a, get a new pair of pants after eating it. I mean, like it's a you're you're a Taco Bell fan. You love because you're a big meat eater. No to both. However, I will I will say as much as Chris is making fun of this, mm-hmm. I think this is a very smart move. Oh, I, I, this is great. I think this is great. I, mean, I don't. I don't. I don't. I, mean, I, I mean, I I would cash this all day long. I would cash this for sure. And I, I the only thing I don't like is there has to be people milling about. Do you know what I mean? Like there has to be like workers there because I don't know if we've, if we've met the world, but they don't, they don't like, Oh, I'll order it on my phone and then I'll scan my QR code. You know that they're scanning it like this, like with the wrong end, like with the back end of the phone or their eyes, (laughs) like looking into it, the scanner. Like I, I think that there's going to be a lot of issues with it. I mean, my parents would have no idea what to do. Yeah, um, parents, target audience for Taco Bell. Definitely not. Yeah, my parents aren't either. That's, Taco Bell is so they, kind of... They must know their well. audience. Must be the millennials younger, mostly. Yeah, well, when your Dorito Gordito Taco comes down in the tube from the <laughs> ceiling, the <laughs> magic begins. <laughs> Let me get it out of the tube. And you know it's going to be like, you know it's going to be a bag. It's not going to fit the tube. You're like, oh, give me a taco. And you're like, get your taco. It's like, oh, this is great. Mm. Yum. Yum. Love that taco. I cash this. I love it. Okay. Cash it. Love it too. All right. Let's get into Heineken. Oh, yeah. Heineken's devising a bottle opener. That shuts down work apps. It's very clever as a concept, but what? Well, it's developed a functional, it's a functional gadget that closes work applications when cracking a broom. Part of a new push to address growing work-life imbalance under the pandemic. Oh no, Um, it's like, that's, that's all, that's all the rage now, right? They just did that. uh, What's the other, what do we just talk about that they did that too? Oh, 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 uh, a Grubhub. Oh, yeah. and, and and they shut down uh, all the restaurants in New York City because they offered free lunch to New Yorkers. <laughs> no one's eating that much anymore. Uh, you know, it's like, give me a break. No, they're getting, okay, let me tell you, people, you're all eating. Food's coming from the ceiling now. <laughs> like, uh... <laughs> My taco! <laughs> <laughs> like, I just can't get it. I just can't get it. Order. Order has arrived. Cheese everywhere. Um, so <laughs> what do I think about this? How cute. How cute is this? This is just it's the cutest cute. thing. This it's is cute. cute. It's cute. I want to see how functional it is. Let's see. I mean, ah, as a yeah. as is a concept, I give it an A, but let's see if it's actually practical. Like, well, know, in order we for everyone to understand a lot, uh, we have to show film is two minutes. I don't want to watch two minutes about this. No. Oh, wow. Look, it's Heineken. Oh, I love drinking on a rooftop. We're all interns. <laughs> Where are you interning at? <laughs> I'm interning at the Zoom call. Oh, shut up, dude. Here you go. Oh, God, oh. Like- oh, no, my app's turned off. What happened? <laughs> well, because I had a beer. Oh. All right. Hey, do you have the Google Any- Sheets password? Anybody, anybody not on video, <laughs> what is happening right now is that Chris is basically providing audio for the video that we're sharing on share screen. And he's doing it like, were the two little robots at the front of the auditorium that they used to make fun of movies and they would do the voices. Oh, mystery science theater. 
Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm taking the. Do you have the Google password? <laughs> right now, Chris is doing mystery science theater to the high neck. I am. But close oh, video. Let's have a caucus. What are we going to do? How are we going to make life better? Oh, let's pass around Heineken. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. I'm from Luxembourg. <laughs> oh, my God. They're doing a fake newscast to promote the, the news release of this. Oh my god! This is so, shut up! Shut okay. up, Heineken. All right, we made it. We made it through two minutes of that video. Okay, so everyone, everyone, if you want to see that, it's on our Patreon channel. Um, check it out. We will put the link in the show notes so that you can actually watch the real video, and not Chris's interpretation of it. Yeah. Um, although Chris's interpretation is arguably much better. Yeah, there's a lot of young professional interns. That all went to Old Navy and H and M for their costumes, and then they got a they got like twinkle lights on a rooftop and turned all the lights out and then put buckets of Heineken out and then suddenly we're in New York. So I just want to help you get transported there. If you ever want to do that, twinkle lights, turn your lights down, bucket up Heineken, New York. <laughs> okay. I actually have to say, I'm going to cash this. I think okay, it's good. Summer get you one for Christmas. I don't drink beer, but. Well, what if you, every time you I'll open give, it up, I'll a Topo Chico. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> or I'll give it, no, Kyle drinks a beer in a can though. So, so yeah. Anyway. Well, oh, Heineken. Hello. What happened to the other brands? What about the can people? Right. Exactly. Maybe you can get like, Rig that some into like the, the pool tab. You can just get. Oh, my zoom's off. Party I mean, time. How about this? How about you just open your beer and then stop working? Or what you could do, <laughs> go down to CVS and get one of those phone jails for families. Get your phone, put it in the plastic jail. Do you know what I'm talking about? They have like oh, these little cages because um, people, uh, kids are on their phone during dinner time. So you can buy these little cages. And, and if the kids are using their phone at dinner, you put them in, in phone jail? You put them in phone jail. Oh my God, I love that. So this is for people. So basically the Heineken idea is for people that are bottled beer drinkers that shop at H&M. <laughs> okay. okay. I still think target audience considered it's a cash. What about for you? I think it's a trash. I don't like it. I don't like how big it is. Really? Yeah, I don't like how big it is. And I, I also, I don't like... Like, I mean, you don't have like how big the device is that shuts off the apps. I don't like, I don't like the actual look of it, the feel of it. Okay. It looks really clunky. And also, you know, it's not going to work. So oh, it's, it's just not like, going to work. I still think it's a good PR move. I think PR cash, practical trash. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, or work hard, play hard. I say keep working, get out of a six pack, you know? <laughs> work until 12 o'clock, free, free. Free, free six pack. I don't know. All right. All right. Let's let's get into the oh, next cash or trash, which is that Chevrolet's WhatsApp game is driving awareness of texting and driving dangers. Hopefully people are not using the game while driving. Chevrolet Brazil developed a mobile game for WhatsApp to drive awareness around the danger of texting and driving. The effort coincides with Yellow May, International Awareness Month for reducing traffic accidents, will be supported with promotions on Instagram stories and Twitter. This mm-hmm. is very convoluted. I mean, this is not our walkabout around the globe like the other one, but this is this is bad. Yeah. Mobile users can access the Zap Racing game on the chat app by typing hello to Chevrolet. Messages populate the screen with emojis. I feel like you'd need like a like an instruction booklet just to <laughs> just to use the game. <laughs> Messages populate the screen with emojis showing a car getting increasingly close to obstacles like trees, bikers, and other cars, while players can move their vehicle by responding with commands in the chat. The game gets more difficult with each stage. This sounds so boring. So boring. Okay, so... So boring. What I would say is that this rendition of the execution of the concept is trash, but the concept... Imagine if, like, okay, dear Chevrolet, Brazil, if you want to get involved with the metaverse, what could be very interesting is if you were to do a full VR version of this, and then you can still do the texting feature using the the keypads, 
and still do the exact same thing in a much more visceral, much more effective way, rather than going back to an 8-bit design that Super Mario would turn their nose up at. I mean, this is like, <laughs> I mean... It's me, Mario! It's like not, it's not, you know, I don't... Sonic the Hedgehog era. Oh, Sonic, no, no, this is even Sonic the Hedgehog. This is kind of like... Well, this is like, this is like the beginning Mario's with the with the levels where you have to knock the... the oh, yeah, the, the original down. Mario Brothers, okay. yeah. Okay. The, 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 the real plumbing ones. <laughs> it was very, it was heavy plumbing in those ones. It's like, it was less. They just, were all, yeah. So many oh. things coming out of those pipes, man. Yeah. Oh my God. And it's nonstop pipage and you have to keep on getting like your head hurt. I mean, didn't even didn't give me these little, these tiny little cotton hats. Yeah. Didn't protect their heads. Uh, dear Chevrolet Brazil, this is <laughs> trash. Um, Tra- but, trash. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I, this is gonna be cash or toilet um I'm flushing this one uh but I do think that this concept has legs with VR yeah I still think it's too convoluted as well I think it's too many steps between why, why whatsapp why why yeah why why are there all these steps to have this happen yeah but, it feels like every step is going to be getting you further down some sort of retargeting rabbit hole and yeah, then what exactly. you're going to get you know what's going to happen after you you do this one time you get that fucking Heineken turn off your work life balance beer opener ad for the rest of your life. And then you get tacos descending from the sky. <laughs> that's what's happened. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Can I eat that? That was my, that's always what Taco Bell, my thought is like when I see it come out of the bag, I'm like, oh, what is that? It? It's it? food. It's like, huh. Is that lettuce? Oh, okay. Yellow. It's but <laughs> it's yellow. The one, the one extra piece that I want to bring up in this one is that one I shared with you the other day um, in our chat, which was Belvedas. This is a bonus caster trash. Oh my god! Yes, bonus caster trash. This is amazing. Yes, Chris. Chris texted me that I needed this. Okay, and this Are is something I'm going to get this? for April um, for Hanukkah. Okay, so here we go. This is a uh, Belvita. Cheese scented nail polish. Okay. Do I need to say anything else? If you like cheese and you like cheese on your nails, then this is where you want to go. The scent is where it gets really crazy for me. Because yeah. everyone knows that you never have nail polish that has a scent. So why would you put cheese as the scent you want on your nail? You'd just be constantly like, I should wash my hands. Cheese. <laughs> so... It's part so the, the the makers of your favorite liquid gold recently partnered with UK brand Nails Inc. to uh, create a scented nail polish that smells just like your favorite cheesy goodness. By the way, I hate Velveeta. It's not it's, cheese. It's not cheese. It's cheese food or something, isn't it? It sold out just nine hours after launching, but it's back in stock while supplies last. It sold out because they had five in stock, and it's available in Finger Food, which is a bright red. Or La Dolce Dalita, which is an aptly named orange. And uh, the formula goes on creamy and smooth. And the two shades are made to be worn together, folks. So get it with, get with it. Get that, get that statement finger ready for the red. What do we think about this, April? I mean, no, it's or- so, I think they're going for the so weird to get news coverage, which happened. But beyond that what the hell are they thinking what does Velveeta have to do with these this nail brand what does this nail brand have to do with Velveeta why did they why did this happen is this like two stoners that were friends and got together and just decided to do a brand collab like I don't understand this is where I worry though this is where I worry I can just imagine someone like smoking a doobie and then just like opening up like oh what do I have around the house oh what's this and they're gonna eat the new the nail polish or someone's going to put it on something. Well, and that'll be a real lawsuit, unlike the parents that are suing uh, Meta. I know. Because if, uh, if you ate nail polish that smells like Velveeta. I mean, what if that? But I do like the smell of oh. nail polish, so that's kind of like ruined it for me. Do you? Um, yeah, I like the smell of it. Because it reminds me of my mom doing her nails when I was oh, little, you know? Oh, that's cute. Mm-hmm. So, and, and cheesy fingers reminds me of other things that I don't want to discuss this time. And it, so I don't think, oh my God, that was a wind up reaction over there. 
sounded like a leaky raft. Oh. But um, but yeah. So um, I'm going to trash this because it's trashy. It's trashy. Yeah. Trash also. Yeah. But again, if you are using one of our uh, approved items from earlier in our um, series, the baloney mask, this yes. is definitely a good one. And it's good also. It looks really nice. It sets off your Hidden Valley Ranch Crocs. Mm-hmm. If you have a pair of those rocking around your closet, you're weird. But um, yeah, not judging, but judging. So that seems like that's all for today, I think, I think, apes. I think that that's all we got. I'm not apes. Don't call me apes. Come on, apes. No, stop with that. I'm going to start calling you Cha. <laughs> okay, real. <laughs> Risk. So, folks, hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Hype Busters. Thank you, guys. Such a pleasure. If you have any questions about the news, companies, or conversations from the show this week, please find our contact details in the show notes below and hit us up. Our DMs are always open for the news companies and suggestions you want to hear about next. So if you're looking for a chance to put your brand in the hot seat, we want to hear from you. We're lucky, we're thinking about the, the, the brand's going to put your brand in the hot seat. It's going to be really hot. So just want to let you, warn you there. <laughs> it's um, going to be as hot as Chris's laptop. Oh my God. It, the, you know, guess you know how hot it is? My laptop just turned on the fan. <laughs> it's, okay. it's, 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 it's melting everything. I think it's, it's just you because you're so hot yeah well that's the overriding opinion yeah. uh, so, uh, even since he was a child yep exactly came out of the never womb never had trouble as a teenager nope never never I, I came out of the womb I walked out and I was, my doctor picked me up slapped my oh, damn that's a cute oh, baby he, and, he, and he walked down the runway <laughs> I walked right down the runway just right down and in my infancy, I was thinking, God, will there be ever a day when I can get a taco from the ceiling? <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. We'll see you next time for more real talk on strategic communications with Chris, him, and me, April. All right, folks. We'll check you later. I'm Heineken tabbing you out, y'all. Works over. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Mm.